Good evening, family. This is Dee Dee Banks. Come on in, come on in, come on in and uh, sip some tea with me. And we're going to talk about uh, narcissists being raised by parents or a parent who was a narcissist. Today is September the 9th and it's evening. I'm on Mountain Standard Time. And I just wanted to, um, the last episode I did four, had four questions that were answered um, by either psychiatrist, psychologist, or someone who had experienced um, being raised by a narcissist parent or a parent. Uh, again, I am not a counselor, psychiatrist, psychologist, um, or anyone with those type of titles. Uh, who I am is, I am a Christian woman, a student of life, uh, a student that has um, been in several um, relationships um, uh, in life and have been exposed to many people who have opened up their hearts uh, to me and have told me stories about their lives and I I am so fascinated with people that I love sharing stories um, about things that people are talking about and, you know, what's on the minds of people that a lot of people don't want to talk about. So I'm here to just open our minds and open our hearts and share different scenarios and, and situations with you that people are experiencing, or if you are experiencing uh, certain things. Uh, I am a queen and a woman that made up my mind um, a while ago that I refuse to be anything other than a queen or and to be treated any less than. So I finally found myself and know who I am as a woman and God created kings and queens. Uh, so many claim to be a king. So many claim to be a queen. But a real queen, uh, a real queen is a conscious queen. You know who you are and you're not a hateful person. You love people. And if you find it hard to love, um, it's a, a spirit that is keeping you from loving because God is love. And I love God. And I, no matter what, my, uh, you know, me being the queen I am, I love people where they are. I try not to judge. And I ask God to forgive me if I slip the tongue or in my thoughts, in my mind, I try to go there. But I'm constantly working on myself as a queen to be my best self. And I love everyone. There's no barriers for me. But I refuse to let someone uh, disrespect me or try to hurt me um, make me feel anything less than what I am and what God created me to be. So that's the level that I am on. And I just love you all so much uh, for listening. And I um, I just love to, to just share uh, things with you. So I hope that you enjoy it. We're going to continue this, uh, this, um, this episode here. I have three tonight. And then we're going to end this and then we're going to start talking about um, how to get out of uh, these relationships 
uh, with these type of people, narcissists, how to get away from them and how to heal from them. And uh, so we're going to talk about this type of stuff for for a little while, at least up until close to election time. Once we get up with whatever president we get, that's going to because uh, we've already had four years of a narcissist. So um, our leader of this country has displayed every, every avenue of what a narcissist really is. So pay attention to your president. Um, if you're a female, pay attention to your president, how he disrespects women, how he hates, how he's a racist, all the things that a man should never say, men should never do. So pay attention to that and how he he he's a monot- misogynist. And as you know, that means a man that hates women. His father hated women. And then you got, he's a sexist and a chauvinistic man. Um, and we're living in a chauvinistic culture. And our leader has displayed what a lot of men think. That's why I rise, have rised above all this. And I am a queen. And I refuse to let any man um, make me feel any less than. And I just wish I would have learned this earlier in my life. I'm a late bloomer if I can save some of you ladies from experience some of the the garbage that I've experienced in my life by dealing with the wrong guy um, because I didn't have a father figure I didn't have that father-daughter talk so I had to raise myself and when you raise yourself you go through a lot more so um, my job is to pour into the unconscious queen so that you can be conscious and if the kings are listening and they're unconscious kings that you'll be conscious, uh, become conscious and know what it takes to be a king and how to treat your queen. Amen. So here we go. Um, this question here is, um, the question was asked was what kind of upbringing will make a person a narcissist? And Ken Hilbrun, he's a uh, former retired uh, radiologist, and I guess he's had experience uh, with being uh, with a narcissist, being raised by one. So he he um, gave us an answer to this question. And he said, when a toddler cries, he is truly miserable. The tears soothe his wounded ego and are a cry for help. It's usually over some mishap, some frustration, some failure, some disappointment. His emotional reaction to these things all have one thing in common, shame. What is supposed to happen at these moments? Mother to the rescue? That's what's supposed to happen with her consoling voice, her patience, and her gentle encouragement. What just happened? Another little lesson in shame repair. It's okay to make mistakes, be frustrated, fail, and be disappointed. It's okay. It happens to everyone, young and old. And as these little lessons in shame repair repeat themselves over and over, gradually the toddler's brain lays down its own shame repair circuitry and can perform its own regulation. The result, a self-reliant, confident, tolerant little person with realistic expectations of himself and of others ready to leave the nest. It all has to happen during the first 1,000 days of life. Before the age of two, it happens mostly in the right prefrontal cortex of the brain. After two, the left cortex proliferates faster, primarily to learn language. That's how nature intended us to acquire this all-important psychological 
slash social skill for us to take with us into adult life as integrated individuals individuals who are okay with our limitations and with the limitations of others. If the toddler is deprived of this nurturing, patience, and gentle encouragement, but instead experiences the crying for help, doesn't bring help, the result can be an an adaptation where he stops being himself and pretends to be the ideal child that never cries and thus secures his mother's expectations and love. The adaptation works. His mother does not abandon him. A smothering mother, one who tries to be perfect, can also lead to deficient shame repair. That's because the child is deprived of discovering the world and his place in it. If his mother is always in his face, telling him what to do and be, he will not experience freedom and wonder. He will not experience enough little failures and frustrations. He will constantly be under the impression that his mother knows best. As long as he lives up to his mother's instructions and expectations, he will not become his own person. There will not be many shame repair lessons because there will be precious little for him to be ashamed about. A perfect mother can give him the impression that he too has to be perfect. The consequence is that he doesn't explore the world and his place in it with joy and security. His emotional separation from his mother is fraught with anxiety and hesitation. He fails to really become his own person. He is constantly afraid and ashamed of the person he truly is because that brings him too much inner discord. He deprives himself of this once-in-a-lifetime chance to be sincere with his need for help to learn the skill of shame repair. So when he later goes out into the world, he is handicapped. He is haunted by the shame, the origin of which he cannot remember by an ancient feeling of not being worthy of love. His self-image, his self-esteem is shaky. He has a deficiency in shame repair brain circuitry. Call it what you will. Inferior, inferiority. Oh my God, I can't talk. Complex. Weak ego. Weak ego. He is dependent on others to reassure him of his worth. He constantly seeks validation, etc., etc. And when he doesn't get what he is so desperate for, he has a meltdown and goes into a reflex rage. That is NPD. It is a tragedy for the person who acquired it, his victims, and for society. Wow. That was very deep. Mm. Okay. So that was um, uh, the first question uh, for tonight. Let's go to um, let's go to another one. Let's do this question is how does a narcissist 
parent failed their child almost daily. Lisa Jones, who is a uh, MPD survivor, uh, she was married for 13 years, and she said this. Number one, no emotional empathy or support. Two, excessive criticism and demand for perfection. Three, no real connection or genuine interest. Four, devaluing when the demanded image is not met. Five, no active listening. Six, the absence of and disrespect of boundaries. Seven, a focus on image versus truth. Eight, unrealistic and changing expectations. Nine, no tolerance or appreciation of differing opinions. Punishment for defectors. 10. Not setting examples for truth, loyalty, love, and respect. 11. They teach envy, teaching envy of others' success. 12. Absence of unconditional love, always conditional and with strings. 13. Viewing independence as a negative. 14. Lack of genuine humor, joy, and laughter. 15. Lack of role model or responsibility and accountability. 16. Lies, more lies, and many secrets. 17. Cheating on their spouses versus real respect, love, and loyalty. Disregard for well-being of the family unit. 18. Running before you work. Avoidance in addressing problematics with any problems with any relationship. They had some typos there. 19. Loving the one the most that makes them look the best. 20. Absence of quality time and energy. 21. Avoidance of physical gritty work. 22. Not keeping kids safe, lack of thought and planning for their safety. 23. Holding college, cars, etc. as ransom for expected behaviors. 24. Not taking them to practice, helping them, helping with a project or being there when they are upset, absence for mundane things. 25. Not partaking in their interests. 26. Not remembering names of child's friends. 27. Stalking grades. 28. Lack of thought or understanding for birthday and holiday gifts, random gifts with no thought. 29. Taking over children or being uninterested in their conversation. No, I'm sorry. 29. Talking over children or being uninterested in their conversation. Number 30. High expectations that kids will do and act only to please them. 31. Vacations, events, gatherings ruined 
by their drama of not being the center of the universe. 32. Acting ridiculous and random questions. Asking, oh my God, I can't see this phone. It's just small. And so I'm trying to read from from what's written here. Asking, 32 is asking ridiculous and random questions because they don't know anything about you. 33. Children can feel the stare of disapproval. So that's 33 answers from the question. And this is what Lisa says uh, below. She says, um, narcissistic personality disorders are horrible parents as good parents often place their needs second to that of their children. The narc can never ever place their needs second to anyone. They cannot lead, teach, or reach their children in genuine and loving ways. They cannot truly connect, care, or communicate with anyone, including their children. They are shallow, hollow, empty souls that insist on a kingdom and dictatorship. They will continue fail that they will continue to fail their spouse, their children, their family and friends always, every single time. Wow, that was huh, that was really good. That was good. That was good. That was good. Family, I have one more question. Uh, let's see. Wow. This one is this. How does a narcissist manipulate their children to benefit the narcissist? This is from Dorothy uh, Scortino. Uh, She's a narcissistic abuse victim. I've read her, her articles before. Now a happy survival. And this is what she says. Rest assured that the narcissist will do this in a, in a lot of creative ways. Let me explain, she says. Number one. First of all, abusers know that fear must be predominant, a, a predominant factor. So the narcissist knows that he or she must cultivate fear in the children. Number two, using the children as flying monkeys. Keep in mind that the narcissist fears accountability. He or she will do anything so that the narcissist will never face justice. So instead of the narcissist saying, I hate you, he will encourage the kids to start hating perhaps the other parent, telling the kids fake stories about how the other parent deserves to be hated. Number three, using the children to spy on the other parent. They must report exactly what happened in the most minute detail with when with the other parent. And the children will say, I hated every minute of it because like that, and because they fear the narcissist, they know that they will remain in good books of this abuser. Four, exerting loads of pressure on the kids to study, to study harder and harder. I read recently that narcissists try to live their unrealized dreams through their own children. And the children will tell you that they succeeded in life because of the efforts of the narcissist and not because of their own hard work. Ooh, that's so true. Five, the children will get rewarded when they are nasty to other to the other parent. Loads of presents and loads of fake love words. Sick, 
twisting the truth so that the children will hate the other parent or whoever the narcissist hates. Oh, that is so true. Seven, narcissists even expect their own kids to pay the holidays and the expenses of the narcissist. Eight, devaluing their own children and raging at them too. Mm-mm-mm. Nine, criticizing and criticizing their own children. Eleven, no, ten, divide and conquer strategies. Eleven, the scapegoated child will live hell until he or she becomes an adult and the narcissist will encourage the siblings to hit and to hurt this child. That's 11 answers that um, Dorothy uh, gave us uh, to this question. And she says this, hopefully these kids will become adults and realize how they have been used and abused by an evil character. If they don't and remain connected to this evil being, they are doomed to live a life of slavery. Oh, this is so crazy, crazy, crazy. Well, there we have it. Uh, there was there's three more questions. So so that's it um, for uh, the parenting um, growing up with narcissistic. Uh, parents that are narcissistic. And what I'm learning from this is when a lot of people that were raised by narcissists or a narcissistic parent, it has taught them, this is what I get out of it personally, that to be a slave to other people. You grew up with low self-esteem. You're always trying to prove yourself to others. Uh, you know, um, you, you don't feel worthy in a lot of situations. That's because of how you were treated. Your parents made you feel that way as you were growing up. You know, you were always told that you were funny looking or, you know, you're not smart or you are sickly all the time. Uh, they use you to raise uh, the other siblings Uh, You weren't able to be an adult. You had to be an adult at a young age. So um, I'm not getting so much that a person that was raised by narcissistic parents turn into narcissists so much, but they do. They do. Uh, A lot of uh, parents breed uh, narcissists, but here nor there, um, it's it's really sad uh, to be raised by one and to be one and to be in relationships with one or um, be in uh, on a job working under them or in church. And you now that I know what a narcissist is, I and now I reflect back on church and narcissists are, oh my God, there's so many in the church because they need to be, they need that power. They need to be in a position where they can have control over others. And as we all know that that is, a lot of that is in the church. And um, it's in the schools. You get your professors or your teachers who are narcissists and and you see how they treat your children or you've experienced that yourself. Um, But mainly uh, when you give your heart to someone, to a narcissist, because narcissists are mechanical people and they love to come into your life, a man or a woman, uh, to love bomb you, 
uh, to make you, you know, they, it, it, to me, it's a, it's mechanical, they're mechanical, and with their mechanical nature, they do things uh, to get you caught up, they say the right things, or they um, know how to, uh, uh, their sex is very good, so they use their uh, uh, sex, they're trained, they're, they're, they're mechanical, so this is what they do. So they use that to love bomb people. Those that aren't good at sex, they just know how to treat you very well. Um, they take you all over the world or, you know, you travel. They buy you everything you want. And then when they get you right there in the, that spot, as soon as they conquer you, then they slam you on your head. And that's what I learned um, from my personal relationships, uh, how I got caught up is, well, I didn't know any, but I didn't know what a narcissist was. You know, I just, you know, I mean, I've dated very rich, rich, rich people, men. And uh, I just noticed the ones that were the wealthiest, the ones with money and power, were the ones that will, are, are were the narcissists and how they treat you, how they love bomb you, and then how they gradually start devaluing you once they get you. Because when you're a queen and they see what you have and it's a thrill to catch you. And uh, once they catch you, they got to figure out a way to keep you just for that moment. And then they slam you on your head. And then the next thing you know, your heart is broken. And then you realize that you've been uh, uh, had uh, by a narcissist. So that's why it's really, really uh, important that you know uh, and recognize a narcissist. But one thing that is very important that you have a relationship with Christ. And um, that's so important that you know who Christ is and, and that he died for us so that we can live um, and that unconditional love. God gave up his only uh, son uh, to die for our sins and when you recognize the love that Jesus has for us, and when you get to know, uh, when you read the word of God and you get to know uh, Christ and all he's done and all that he's doing in our lives, he's with us to protect us and, and to guide us. And the Bible uh, just is a roadmap uh, to our lives. Every situation that we go through in life, it's it's in the Bible. And... Um, and so that's that's what helped me and strengthened me to know who I am and where I come from is because the love of Christ and uh, a human being cannot beat that love that that Christ has for me. So I no longer invest my heart into a humans in that manner because a human being will fail you, and you need to know that. Never invest in a person more than what you're, uh, you know, you, you can't give, you, you got to be careful. You just can't put everything in a human being. Uh, you have to always watch what people do. You listen to what they say and watch exactly what they do because people have a tendency to do a whole lot of talking and I'm telling you, they can look good. Beauty is only sin, skin deep. It's a heart matter. It's matters of the heart. It's uh, how someone treats you. So uh, no matter what, you just um, be, hey, be a queen, you know, recognize, you know, recognize what you're dealing with. And most of all, learn to love yourself, you know, love God first and love yourself, because if you don't love God first, 
how can you love others? If you don't love yourself, how can you love others? Because God teaches you how to love other people. Okay, so the love of Christ will show you how to love others. If you don't have a relationship with Christ and know his love for you, then you cannot continue that on. Uh, You may think you love, but you really don't love, okay? And then women and men, you have to recognize the difference between love and being in love. You can love anyone. I love everyone, but I'm not in love with everyone because it's humanly impossible to be in love with everyone. Love, being in love is something that is earned and deserved. And so um, it's mainly for a mate, your husband, or your wife, or your fiance, someone that you're in love with, because you'll give everything that you have um, when you're in love with someone. And uh, that's what you have to learn the difference when someone says they love you. Don't get all goo gaga. Oh, they love me because there's a whole, there's different levels of love. And you can love a mouse. You can love a rat. You love clothes. You love money. But in love, that's a whole different story. And when a person loves you, you feel it because love does not hurt. Love will not hurt you. So when someone hurts you, um, they did not love you because they'll protect your heart. And always make sure that your heart is in a good place, in a safe place. Don't just give your heart to anyone. Trust me. Do not do it. Okay? Give your heart to Christ. Give your heart to Christ. All right. First. All right. And he will show you the way. Anyway, that was good. I enjoyed that so much. And I enjoyed you. I'm so glad that you had a chance to listen. And uh, we're going to continue on. There is a couple of books uh, by uh, this this, uh, lady that I have all the respect in the world for. for. Her name is Chanel Jasmine Clark. And she wrote a couple of books. She is so funny and crazy. I I watch her on her uh, YouTube channels. And I'm telling you, she is a hoot. So she has a support group for women and men that have been involved in in, uh, narcissists. And uh, she cusses a lot. So I have to be careful because, you know... You know, when you come out of that cussing, you don't cuss anymore because, you know, you try to get away from that. And when she cusses and start talking about them, man, it's easy to pick up that spirit. But she is so funny and she is uh, has a lot of knowledge. And I picked up a couple of her books. So I'm going to share a few things out of her books um, about um, a toxic. Let's see. The book is called The Spirit. She's a spiritual whistleblower. And uh, it's a glow up. It's a it's a manual, volume one, and it's called the affirmation, daily affirmations to help you get over your narcissistic ex. And she has some funny affirmations in, but true, true affirmations in her book. And I've got her other book and it is called um, How to Defeat a Narcissist. And that is very interesting. So I want to Uh, talk about a few things uh, from each book that I want to share with you. And I promise you, I promise you, kings and queens, and if there are kings out there listening, that what I'm going to talk to you about um, here in the next episode, you're going to get a lot out of because this young lady, she has broken it down. Okay? So, 
until we meet again. So let me pray. I don't want to end without prayer. And Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this day. We thank you for this day, this opportunity, and this time to just be here. Just be here on earth, God. And um, being able to um, hear, speak, uh, see, and use our limbs, Father, and just exist today because so many are dying from this coronavirus, Father. And we just thank you. Thank you for this day. Lord, I ask that you bless all of those out there that are um, recovering from COVID-19 and that they don't have any repercussions from the recover of COVID-19. And God, will you touch those that may have COVID-19 at this time, Father God, in the name of Jesus. And God, I ask that you protect those that haven't had the virus yet and that they don't get that virus, uh, Lord Jesus. Um, God, I ask that you comfort the hearts of those that have lost people to COVID-19 and send your healing balm down upon their hearts, Father, and heal them and restore them uh, when you see fit for them, Father God, in the name of Jesus. We know that what we're going through in 2020 is for us to pay attention, pay attention to what you are saying to us. And we're getting it, Father God. And we ask that you keep pouring into our minds and our soul and teach us what it is that you want us to learn from this. Lord, we ask that you empower all of us to get out and vote for our next president and keep us safe during this time as we prepare to vote. Lord, we know that you're going to put the president in office that you want in there. You're going to allow this to happen. You're going to allow it because this is a learning opportunity for all of us, Father. You said every knee shall bow and that every tongue shall confess that you are Lord. And Lord, when we all do that, we know that you will heal this land. So Lord, we're asking that you empower us to know who you are and that we will um, honor you and praise you and know you that you are real and without you we are absolutely nothing Lord we love you no matter what the circumstances is we know that you are the alpha and the omega the beginning and the end to all of this we know this and we're going to keep on honoring you Father and we're going to keep on praising you through the good and through the bad In Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord. Amen. Okay, family, until uh, we talk again, I've got some good stuff for you. So I look forward uh, to talking to you in the next episode. Be blessed.